Amber Brown, podcaster in the accounting, finance and fintech space. Our flagship show, Accounting Influencers, is now one of the world's leading podcasts in this genre and has a number of spin-off shows over the years. This particular show is now focusing on talent, which, let's face it, is one of the biggest challenges for the accounting world at the moment. And the format stays the same. I interview the experts, the influencers and the leaders in many different aspects of culture, talent, employer brand succession, talent attraction, retention, soft skills, accounting credentials, qualifications, leadership, mental well-being, the brand of the profession, employee value propositions, employee engagement, increasing capacity and headcount in accounting firms, career development, and the usual HR, learning development, DEI, the great resignation, a ton of other talent-related issues in accounting. And whether you're hiring or being hired, happy where you are or considering a move, leading or following, employed or self-employed, totally skilled up and super employable or needing to refresh your skills, sharpen your personal brand. This is the perfect podcast for you accounting, finance and tech professionals to stay competitive, relevant and informed about all things talent in accounting. So let's get moving with today's show. Influencers Broadcast Network presents Influencers in Accounting with Rob Brown and Martin Bissett. Brought to you by Advanced Track. It's Wednesday if you're listening live, and this is the Influencers in Accounting podcast on behalf of the Accounting Influencers Broadcast Network. This is a new venture on an old model. And uh, Martin, this is where we're Taking the one podcast that we've done over five days with five episodes and turning it into five shows, this is our interview-based show with some of the top influencers in the world, which includes people like you. We've had you on the show. Yeah, we get desperate, for sure. But the uh, the main thing, I think, for listeners to understand about this new show, that's the old show, but yet a new show, but it's an old show, is the focus on influence. So we have done leadership and accounting previously. And as we look around out there, guys, on your behalf and find what to bring you for the content of these shows... We're very aware of the growing, shall we say, evolution from leadership to influence. What's the difference? Leadership, a set of internal behaviors to influence the team um, or to motivate the team or to get to where you want to go. Influence a much broader, sometimes a much vaguer, uh, more subtle way of having things go your way. So influence internally with your team, influence in the marketplace, influence in how people perceive you, the value of your brand. It's very much a digital term. Um, and of course, we see on social media influencers all the time who are performing some kind of behavior. I believe the young people call that flexing uh, with their wealth and influencing us to buy a certain type of, of uh, outfit, a certain brand of trainers, a certain type of watch, a holiday in a certain location. You get the general idea. So influencers in accounting is more than just leadership. It's those who are shaping the thoughts of many of us. It's those who are uh, influencing the behavior, our decision-making of many of us. And this is a show mostly led by Rob. And uh, we do cast the net far and wide for our guests, although a lot of them come to us as well and ask if they can be on. But essentially, Rob, we're talking about a show here that really gives listeners a real fuller flavor, a much more representative flavor of what's going on in the accounting profession right now. Yeah, our listeners, 26,000 of them at the moment, although not on this show, we're building this up from our flagship show. They don't want to hear from us all the time. Brilliant and uh, humble though we are, 
there are some amazing people out there doing some incredible things in the accounting and fintech world. So we are trawling those and bringing you the experts, the consultants, the trainers, the advisors, the bloggers, people with opinions, people with original thought, people that are, have a voice in the profession, the accounting profession and the fintech industry that supplies them. People that have influence, as Martin says, and even the most introverted people can be super knowledgeable and influence 10,000 people in their lifetime. So these are people with communities and audiences and thoughts that you accounting practitioners, bookkeepers, and the fintech ecosystem that surrounds them need to know about. So we'll bring in managing partners and leaders in accounting firms, leaders of global accounting networks, associations, alliances. We'll occasionally have some media people on here, some journalists that have passions in key areas. And We'll be interviewing them to get their thoughts, their take on what separates the good accountants from the great ones, what separates the good accounting firms from the great ones, what's coming up, what's working and what isn't. And getting that perspective, that different opinion, that different slant, getting their knowledge, bringing it to you that keeps you up to date. And we look for the very best influencers. As Martin said, we, we get probably three, four, five approaches every week to appear on this show via our accountinginfluencers.com website. And there's a whole industry out there, isn't there, Martin, of people that will act on your behalf to find you podcast slots where you can be a guest and spread your message. Oh, absolutely. I mean, guys, we get the emails that say, uh, dear Martian or dear Malcolm or dear Rib, um, because they're automated responses. You know, we, we've, we've seen your web, uh, uh, we've seen your um, your, your podcast, and uh, we think so-and-so would be a superb guest to be on it. So no idea why, but that's their job. Their job is to find these people, interview opportunities. So we don't take on everyone that gets recommended to us, guys, but we do check them out. We do. And these are generally one-to-one -one interviews with leaders and experts. So thank you for tuning into the show. We're going to leave that there with the, uh, with the premise of the show. And we're just going to give you also a few little snippets of interviews that we've done so far so you can get a flavor of what is coming up. But thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next week with our full proper interview for the Influencers in Accounting Show. Accounting Influencers Broadcast Network presents Influencers in Accounting with Rob Brown and Martin Bissett. Your access to world-class accounting leaders, global influencers and thought leaders. Discover what makes accounting firms great and accounting professionals world-class. I am thrilled to have with me today the legend that is Sabine Charles. Hello to you. Hello. The accounting qualifications haven't changed that much over the years. I mean, double entry bookkeeping is double entry bookkeeping. And maybe a criticism leveled at the profession is that they haven't changed as much as they should have done because the world we live in right now is very different to 100 years ago. What would you say to that? Conceptually, concepts have not changed, but the questions have changed. So like you said, debits are debits, credits are credits. So conceptually, the underlying things they want you to learn have not changed. However, the way they test has to have changed. I'm just gonna pick the CPA exam, the CIA, they all evolved. But the CPA exam used to be more multiple choice. Now it's 50-50 multiple choice in conceptual thinking, what they call simulations. So the way they're really approaching to get accountants ready for the world is that not only you're gonna to have to just memorize and be a robot and kind of just recall things, but you're gonna be, you need to be able to utilize the information that you've, you've learned into a, in a, in a, a scenario or situation. 
So that is what has changed. And that's what makes it difficult. Welcome to our special guest interview for today. And I have with me the wonderful professor and doctor and academia legend himself, Anton Lewis. Hello, sir. Hello. And when we look at accounting as a profession, there's that mantra of stale, white, pale, old, baby boomers, white, middle-aged, privileged men, ruling the roost, ruling the accounting profession. It's definitely been a man's game, an older man's game, maybe a white man's game. It sounds nonsense, but it's the case, isn't it? Obviously, we've got the stats to prove it. Well, I'm afraid, I'm afraid it's true. Your eyes do not deceive you. The real question is why? We are not new to this game of trying to work out why we have such low representation, whether it be in the United Kingdom or the United States. If you take, again, the AICPA, I believe there's data relating to 1969, a report off the back of lots of action within the civil rights movement, a statement produced by the IICPA that said, we will look to make sure that there is proportional representation of African-Americans in our accounting profession. And decades and decades later, we've had no movement. The real question is why? Why does that exist? And there are a multitude of suggestions as to why that's the case, but no firm, real research answers to that particular point. Is the simple answer, Anton, that there is racism in the accounting profession? It's hard not to escape that. And that's a bitter pill, really, Rob, for the profession that we love. But let me put this to you. If we accept that in the United Kingdom, we've had actions such as the Windrush scandal, we have had Black Lives Matter movements in the United States. We've had the same Black Lives Matter movement. We've had the passing of Mr. George Floyd. We have had multiple shootings within our society. We live in racialized societies. Our institutions within accounting exist in that society. So really, Rob, one of two things has happened. Either accounting has got it right. We have got this right. And a lot of the stuff around this is a bit of a mistake. And if that's the case, we should tell everybody we've got the solution. If we're not right and we don't have the solution, then we need to look at cleaning our own house out. Nobody else can do this for us. We have to admit, first of all, that institutionalized racism, like society, exists within our walls. And then we have to set about dealing with this blight, if you will, in a systemic, systematic kind of way. And I'm thrilled to have with me today a fellow podcaster, Randy Crabtree. Good day, sir. Hey, great to be here. When you talk about communication skills, we're not necessarily seeing accountants as great communicators, else they may have gone into a different profession. So if we assume that they're technically strong, they're super smart, they know all about tax and double entry bookkeeping and everything else, that's a given to get into the game. Are they having to acquire the communication skills on the job or do you now want accountants to be able to do the people side of things before they enlist? I think that's a, I think it can be a learned skill. And I actually think I am an example on that. I was always personable. I could talk to people, but I was considered the growing up. I mean, we can go way back. Growing up, I was considered the shy kid. I got that label, which I hate that label. I hate labels in general, but I was considered the shy kid um, by teachers. Probably not by, you know, my friends and all that. You get labeled though, Randy, don't you? You get labeled and, and, and it's, you know, you probably start to believe it at some level. You know, when I went to college, I delayed taking speech class to the very last semester because I dreaded getting in front of people and talking. But what I'd learned from that is be prepared. 
be knowledgeable on what you're talking about, and you could talk about anything. But you also have to be passionate about what you're talking about. So in speech class, I found some things that I was passionate about that I knew really well. And most of my speeches were like interactive. I was showing people how to do things. And so you can learn the communication skills because I did, but maybe more so you can learn to be excited about what you're doing by having talking about things you're passionate about. So I'm big on that too. Follow your passions. If you're passionate about something, you're going to be able to communicate it. It's just that in my mind, I don't see how you would not. If you love what you're doing, you're going to be able to communicate it. I'm thrilled to have with me today, Ian Thompson from the University of Birmingham. You're a professor, Ian, and you've also got a foot in the banking world. It is great to have you with us. It's good to be here. In the business circles, we've all heard the Peter Drucker quote of what gets measured gets managed. It's a famous one. Is that very much a case with ESG and sustainability? It, it very much is. The rest of the quote, I think, is is, is really telling because what it was. <laughs> Share it with us, Ian. <laughs> so what it basically says that what gets measured gets managed, even if it's pointless to do so. And if by imagine, managing in that way, you actually harm the business. Most people think, oh, well, that means we should we should actually measure things. Whereas actually the, what it's saying is, no, you have to be really careful about what you measure. You have to think about what you measure. Well, some things you want to manage, you can't measure easily, can you? That's a point. That's a point we try and make in the book is that when you can measure something really accurately, you often don't need to manage it. You need to administer it. You can easily control it. You can set up automatic ways of things. If you imagine you could actually create, based on your accounting numbers, a, a kind of system and then walk away from it and then let it manage itself. Like it might be labor time, it might be you know, labor efficiency. Without any human intervention, that, that's actually kind of... The point is that for businesses, it's all about, it's about orchestrating, assembling, aligning different things. And okay, you might have one good measure, but it's almost like about how you combine these different things together because they all have knock-on consequences that, you know, if you... I remember a great example of working at, it was a cheese factory making uh, frozen, you know, frozen mozzarella for pizza. And one of, one of their, their engineers managed to kind of develop this way that which saved something like about half a pence on a bag for a two kilo bag of cheese and was really proud of themselves. However, it had a treble bus train and this cheese was selling for about 2,000 pounds a tonne. And there was a saving, they kind of like, they missed the focus. They, they were kind of measuring the wrong thing. Because they didn't have a thing for wastage to burst back. It's back for the second time, Jodie Paydow. Good day to you. Hey, how are you? We're in challenging times, Jodie. We can't deny that now. And even if we seem to be emerging from the wreckage that was the pandemic, how do you feel the accounting professions and CPAs have coped during that time? It's been hard on our profession because it's two years of never-ending tax season and people are just tired right? Like aside from the pandemic, they're just tired. So I think that's been hard. But I think at the end of the day, we're going to rise, we're going to be stronger than we were. And the people who didn't, they're gone. Like they just closed their door and said, you know what, I'm not going to continue, which probably isn't such a bad thing. Anyways, they probably could have closed five years earlier, and no one would have noticed. You can't change the facts. The pandemic happened and all we can do is move forward. And I think that the takeaway, though, is, is if you were able to go remote in three weeks and you were able to be successful in your firm and think about all the other changes that you could make over the next year, if you actually put your mind to it and got started. Right. Like we did it. We survived. We really helped our clients. 
you know, we're powerful and we can do a lot of things. So we have to give ourselves a pat on the bat and then say, okay, how am I going to take that learning experience and continue to evolve and change my firm so that I'm ready for what's to come, which is a lot more than just remote work. So, I mean, that's opening up the doors for artificial intelligence, machine learning, all the other changes that are happening to the profession today. Thrilled to have with me today, the CEO of Alineal Global, it's Mark Cozier. What are some of the skills they need in their toolbox to be trusted advisor? It is listening skills. It is having the right set of questions. It is being able to show up not thinking that you need to have all the answers. We're answer people. We're like, you know what? I want to be able to look it up in a regulation and be able to provide an answer. Well, even the regulations today don't have the answers anymore because they've all become so great. But even in you with your network, you're a great signpost and you know pretty much everyone and everything. So they need that network. They need that knowledge. It's not just being able to have the technical skills. So they've got to work on themselves, haven't they? Oh, totally, totally. I think first and foremost is knowledge of self. Right. And so I think leadership development, we're currently working on our leadership programs and kind of revamping them a bit. But at the core of that always is knowledge of self. And you, that's all we can control is ourselves. We can't control other people. But if we can improve upon that, work on our listening skills, work on our advisory skills, we incorporate that into our client accounting suite of, of what they should be offering to move from just doing the compliance bookkeeping and moving up into that trusted advisor and giving them the tools and skills to be able to do that. Do you see any difference between the American accountants, the UK accountants, the Australian accountants? Are they all a similar breed? They're incredibly similar. It's funny as you look at things, the Australians to me, and this is, I've known this for years, the Australians are the front runners, right? They are the cliff jumpers. They are the <laughs> ones that they're just gonna be right out there in front. If there's something new to try, cool, let's go do it. And I think both the UK and, and the US, we are all fast followers. So, you know, the first question we ask here in the, in the US is, well, who else has done it? before we're willing to take that leap, right? And so, you know, I think that that's a lot of it, but the the, the, the type of practice, the opportunities in practice, they're all the same. Technologies are generally available in all of the, again, English speaking countries. It's in the, uh, the non-English speaking countries that I worry about trying to get those technologies and we're working on some things for that. for listening to this new talent in accounting podcast this is a relatively new show but already has over a thousand listeners so we appreciate you tuning in and sharing the show with your connections if you have a potentially good guest you'd like to see on the show with some great insights on talent reach out to me on linkedin with a message and we'll follow them up and as we build this show up we're looking for a couple of sponsors for whom talent and the accounting finance space is important Loads of great opportunities to get your brand out there and show your key messages and even get some of your own guests on the show. Again, drop me a message on LinkedIn to tee up that conversation. 
And for great podcast content elsewhere, make sure you subscribe to our main show, Accounting Influencers, goes out every Monday. And join the 40,000 listeners in 150 countries for brilliant interviews with the top leaders, experts, and influencers in the accounting and fintech world. Finally, why don't you join us and our community with some conversations at our next virtual speed networking session. These are now taking place every two months for accounting, finance, and tech professionals. 75 minutes of speed dating, great discussions, raising your personal profile, making new connections. Go to accountinginfluencers.com to register your free place for our next event. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great day.